I think we talked about it two episodes ago, but uh, my grandma passed, and uh, it's a pretty sobering thing, you know. Um, not to, not to, like I don't want to be like a freaking Debbie Downer the whole time, but I'm, I'm just, you know. I mean, hey, we, you know, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not telling you like, hey, dude, buck up. Yeah, no, it's it was it was a pretty big shock. Um, like out of all my grandparents, she was the youngest, you know, and uh, and she seemed if she was unhealthy beforehand, which some people were like kind of suggesting that she may have been, uh, <clears throat> it was kind of lost on us. Like she wouldn't tell us, you know, she's got mm-hmm. that old school pride, you know, to kind of like keep her cool under the, you know, no matter yeah. what. So yeah, for sure. Um but uh she the the comforting thing is that she passed in peace you know like not not a lot of uh you know the the doctors told us like she was completely like you know like completely peaceful and complete like pain free there's no pain um okay. so that was good um that was kind of comforting but yeah that's great man it's weird it's like you know i i I guess with the whole shock with it, it was like I was fine up until like I saw her in the casket and then it was just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just kind of broke down and it was kind of the same with my buddy, with my cousin who's like closest in age with me and we kind of were the pallbearers. And so we kind of had this, uh, uh, we were ch- trying to, you know, stay tough for the, for the younger bucks, like all my co- other cousins and stuff that were helping us and stuff. But like, as soon as like, you know, I mean, she was the biggest sweetheart in the world. And I was kind of just, I was at least glad that she got to meet Jerry and she loved Jerry. And it was, you know, yeah, my, she, Jerry even cried, even though she's only met her for like three hours or whatever, staying at her house. And mm-hmm. she's just like, she's just such a sweetheart. And, um, I'm a firm believer that it like pretty much anything that is actually good about me kind of came from her, at least when it comes to like, you know, just being kind hearted and stuff like that. So, so I guess I'll, I'll just dedicate the the whole episode to Diane Noel Dean, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. But uh, I picked kind of a kind of a somber song, but it's it's also I think kind of slaps pr- pretty well. The I mean, somber I th- slapper, the somber slapper. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, like something okay. kind of like the same in the same vein of like just being, you know, this uh, lyrical slapper that like just kind of yeah hit me at a really good time in my life. It was like not at all like related it to death, but um i guess i'll talk to talk about it later but uh what 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 have you been up to man what's 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 new well uh it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a hard one to to talk or let follow, me follow you know? this up uh no one in my family died good news 
Yes, that's Good always news. that's always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been working on yeah. the same project, you know, yeah. with Jason. Yeah, yeah, sick, and that's yeah, that's. There's a couple other things like in the works that are that are kind of sneaking up and, mm-hmm. but that's mostly that. It's gonna be that too for the next few weeks at least. So, sick. does it sound good? Yeah, I'm super excited about it. There's so much like, uh, for me, there's so many like self indulgent moments on <laughs> the record. Right. For sure, um, just getting to do stuff that. Uh, most people don't let me do, you know, that's mm-hmm. fun. That's fun for me. Right. I hope people dig it. You know, like it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but oh, man, there's just so much fun stuff on it. Yeah. So I'm stoked on it. You know, like any chance I get to work on a record where I get to put a lot of myself into it is fun. You know, that's like yeah. a blast. That's super fun. So, yeah. So yeah, man, it's that's been good. I'm getting hyped because it's like starting to take shape like in a very real way. So sick. Um but so yeah, here. practically speaking, it's me working either at the studio or at home. Right. You know, every day. Which is I did app. get a I did get let me see if I can hold this up. I kind of went crazy and I bought a million uh million synthesizers. Let me show <laughs> no you way. my new one. What you got new? Like, oh, 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 oh. I bought this guy the other day. That guy looks beautiful. How 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 much fun? This is makes that thing? this makes for good podcasting. Here's the drum machine I bought the other day. Nice. What else you get? Oh, there's one back there. You can't really see it sitting on the top of the. I kind of had to move this. Oh, oh, and I got this thing. This is all plugged in, so I'm trying to be right, careful. right, right. Um, yeah, I just kind of went crazy and bought a bunch of synthesizers and stuff. I love, I love that stuff. So, yeah, man. Do you have, have you ducked around on them? Yes. It's been amazing. It's been so fun. And that's part of working on Jason's record. That's been really fun is like, there is a lot of that stuff. So that's partially my motivation to go out and buy cool, like analog synths and stuff to like actually, um, use on the record because i use software synthesizers and stuff all the time like yeah and it's fine like i i get i can still get a kick out of it for sure it's especially when you get something sounding really good it's cool but it ain't the same thing has mm-hmm. tweaking knobs and like yeah. setting it up so matt uh like goldman and, and i and tyler have all kind of been buying like different things and we're just like been jamming yeah. we've been yeah. jamming out dude that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's been super fun. Tyler bought a couple super, super, super cool things too. Why? Well, when I come visit, I want to have a little, little, little oh, jam set. Dude, we'll get it all set up. Yeah, because the best part too is like a lot of it's just like creating sequences and then just like letting it, right, letting, letting the music it play and then you just yeah, it's awesome, dude. Just so ride, let it ride. Yeah, it's dude. super fun. It's like EDM done right, is what I said. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fun. electronic music fan of older stuff like right, stuff right you know well we've talked a little bit about we talked about justice on the show and they're very yeah, much of course. in that in that category so would you well nah, maybe not but 
Yeah. That's a justice is like a prime example of that, you know, and we already did that. Yeah. Justice is like, is definitely more of a pop group now, but like practically speaking, a lot of their workflow and a lot of their like live shows and stuff really is like very classic other than the fact that they're like you, they use computers a lot and, whatever i've been trying to that's why i bought all this equipment i've been trying to just like not have any computers involved just using the synths and like having like a hardware piece that's the brain that's like running the songs so that white thing that white sequencer is the yeah thing i'm using so i program you know a bunch of cool stuff on here it's cool because i can just sit on the couch and just kind of like you know enter the you know it's a little slow and tedious, but it's kind of just a different thing to be like, okay, this note is this going to be this note, this note's going to be this note, you know, and yeah. just sort of enter it. And it's a little bit, yeah, it's interesting. It's a little bit more mathematical than I would normally work, but it's fun. So, but that, yeah, yeah I mean, that's about the only, that's the big new thing. I guess that has been a pretty big uh, obsession that's been kicked in the last like couple weeks. Sick. So, but it's been cool. Yeah, dude. It looks like a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's super. <laughs> it's super super fun, and I'm I, like, I've looked. dicked around on st- stuff like that, and like I can <clears> see <throat> the like the appeal, which is why I'm like I should probably invest in like something just small time, just so I can play around with it. Well, you know? yeah, well, because it literally like it just takes you away, and then you're like two hours will pass, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know? Oh like, yeah, once you get it all plugged in, and you're just like hanging out with some sounds you know yeah I mean? yeah, yeah it's cool like this the, the first one i showed you that big one mm-hmm. man like they're making i mean we can talk about this off the show if well, you know, no, at some cool. point but um there dude there's there's like so much there's so many cool companies making uh stuff affordable now which is crazy yeah. like if i was gonna buy that same type of synth you know even like 10 15 years ago there's mm-hmm. there would be no good option other than to buy like an original one which would cost you a fortune you know multiple right. thousands of dollars yeah so but yeah i didn't it did not cost me that much otherwise yeah. i wouldn't have done it so <laughs> that's sick but, but yeah it's super cool yeah when i come down there and in, in like the next month or so like we got a jam that'd be Dude, fun absolutely <laughs> yeah man uh i've just been kind of you know, deal other than dealing with that, you know, that kind of came on sudden. So I had to take kind of a break. Yeah. Um, so I had to use like an older episode for last week to like edit quick before I had to drive up North. And, Mm -hmm. but other than that, I've been trying to like contact local spots around here and, uh, start playing shows. Cause it looks like, uh, bars are opening up like at a limited capacity in Michigan. So I can kind of go play some shows and, uh, kind of gauge what the crowd's like out here it's mostly like cover gigs and stuff but i've got like you know three or four cover sets and then i kind of weave my own tunes in between yeah for so. sure yeah hey, you're good at the cover sets too though. Yeah, yeah yeah i know so i was just like well i mean i kind of got to uh i kind of got to like you know give the people what they want right now until i kind of establish myself a little bit more but i mean i've, I've played a lot of these bars since when i in the like small short times that I like live have lived back home to save up to go to the new place or whatever I've you know 
kind of know my way around. So it just kind of depends on if, if they're going to open up or not, you know? So I'm just kind of, I've got like a couple solid sets. I did like a couple live stuff on Instagram live, you know, just to kind of bone up on a couple covers and, uh, learn a few new ones. So I kind of have a better balance other than just playing sad, sad guy shit the whole time. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I learned like a couple like pumpkin songs and, and, uh, and a lot of like nineties rock songs. And then I think, I think I need like one more, like more recent tune. And then I think my set will be pretty, pretty good to go. So yeah, man. So other than that, and, uh, Oh, and, uh, the record coming, coming soon. I'm about to release a single off of it. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's called grayling and, uh, pretty pumped for it. Um, like you said last week, I think it's, uh, pretty much good to go, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's basically, <laughs> basically it for me. Like I said, everything's kind of been on hold, uh, since yeah that but um you ready for my tune um yes but uh sidebar what mm-hmm. uh what is the playlist i'm trying to find that playlist for it has like, all the slappers on it or all the songs. all the ones we did yeah it should be on my 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 thing it's it's just called sultans of slap yeah, I mean, it's, it must not be public because it doesn't show it should up. Should be, but I don't see it. Let me see here. Um, I mean, or 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 I don't have a way of finding it. What? Well, it's there. Um, it should be public. It's it's. We have I a found it. It has our logo on it. Our like thing. Is it public? I guess I don't know how to tell. I I did find it though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, some of these are so funny because I'm like looking. I was like looking through my list today, and I was like, "Whoa!" Did I was like, "I wonder." I was like, "I feel like I vaguely remember doing that Brent Cobb song." Oh yeah. And then I was like, "Man, I like really am having a hard time remembering exactly which songs we've done and which ones we haven't." Well, we're on episode twelve, so I know. Yeah, we've done we've, a, we've done probably. Well, that means we've done a decent amount of songs because we've done multiple, multiple ones that have had a couple different songs in them. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That gives me a good idea. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, so when I was picking this one, you know, obviously I like the somber thing or whatever, but I, I didn't want it to be like just like you know a very obvious pick. So, but this one hit me at a time that I needed it. And, it, and I remember when you needed it, uh, it's uh scattered trees, five minutes. Mm. Okay. Mm. Kind of a softball, but pretty, you know, pertinent to what's happening to me. So, uh, let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Hold on. Pulling it up. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Three, two, one, play. Took the pain to remind me
love that song. <laughs> that song is like extremely nostalgic for me. And oh, it's so good. It's like hard to even recommend that song. Yeah. Because it's like, I just don't know that. Um, <laughs> I just don't know that uh, anybody could feel the same way. And I, and, and I have such insular like thoughts about it that yeah it's um yeah it's like i'm I'm almost completely uninterested in what anyone else thinks of it <laughs> yeah it's like that's something oh. that that jeremiah said the other day on our podcast yeah he, he was talking about the movie silence which is a fairly recent martin scorsese movie mm-hmm. about jesuit uh priests in japan mm-hmm. super good movie I gotta check it out. And and he was like, he was like, yeah, that's probably my favorite movie. And I don't want to know what anyone else thinks of it, or you know, yeah. He, he's like my my own, you know, appreciation for it is like it's it's his own, you know, yeah. Like it, nobody else's thoughts or opinions mean anything to him about it which i think right. is a lot of things but i think i do think to say that is is a sort of uh declamation of some sort yeah well i think yeah i mean it, it's it's definitely like one of those like this is one for me like i don't care what you think this is one for me right you know well, I mean? yeah, like that's what i'm getting at that's what you're getting at yeah it's like that I don't know. That song hit me. I remember I heard that song. You were playing it for Banza one morning, and I woke up and I heard it. And you guys just kept playing that video of them yeah. at Shuba's yeah. in Chicago. And I was like, "What is this?" I thought it was like a new Coldplay thing, but I was like, "It's not. It's not Chris Martin's voice, you know." And I was, I just kind of went up and I was like, "Man, that was beautiful. Play that again." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is a beautiful song for it's, sure. It's just kind of. It's funny too, because remember we, after that we found out where they recorded that that record, and we ended up recording Sleeping Sound for it. Then that it wasn't studio. that record. Oh, it was a different record they had. Oh, okay, okay. Done, but well, it was the guy who produced that record who had worked there. That right. studio was awesome and so yeah. weird. It and, was really weird, and I think about. I, I haven't thought about it in a while. Um, but man, it's like, now that I, that's my world, it's like, what a weird, interesting spot that was. It was because wasn't like these huge, it was more vertical of a studio than like horizontal. You know what I mean? Like it was these huge vertical ceilings in this yeah. basement of this it's, like building in downtown. Seattle. In my memory, the room sounded really cool and interesting and it was a really vibey, great sounding room, but yeah. I don't really know because i wasn't really tuned into that right right but i remember loving making music there and like yeah just the fact that we got to do that record there and basically work there for free you know um and it was tiny it was like and i kind of that kind of made me really appreciate tiny studios because the studio i have right now is kind of tiny not Mm -hmm. nearly that small but definitely like right on the smaller side so it was definitely this Uh, you know it was a it was a moment we were like up there up late and becky was like laying on the on the floor and cameron was on the couch and i was kind of like curled up in a ball while 
and each person would take turns, but we'd all be in this tiny room, just like listening down or sleeping, you know, Mm -hmm. very pure uh, record making experience. Yeah. Getting to work there. And um, yeah, not certainly not the, the studio that they did this record at or or not the whole thing. They maybe did work there at some point, but um, yeah, the, well, so I'll say before I want to talk more about production. Right. Um, But I'm going to say, if if it isn't obvious, this is this really this one slaps. I do yeah. remember showing you this song, yeah. specifically that video, which I highly recommend. If anyone is going to check out the song and dig the song, there's an amazing live video that I think is better than the recording. Yeah, that's of part course. of part of what for me this song is. I have such this weird relationship with it where I love it so much, and it me and it's like from this really particular time. <laughs> in my life where I needed this type of music. Yeah. Um, but I also just took, there's man, I'm like, I don't like how it sounds like once the song starts getting bigger, it, my imagination for what the song does and what the song and what actually is coming out of the speakers are different things. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, and that, uh, I don't want to be critical because like, I love the song. But it's like to me, that's like that's kind of the uh, a good barometer of like failure as far as like uh, is it a good mix? Is it a good production or whatever? Yeah, it's like well, does does it fully emote the the you know like here's here's what the song needs to do emotionally? Mm-hmm. Does it bring the the listener into that? sort of like fully fully encapsulate them in this like emotion sphere <laughs> yeah you know with a song like this is which is deliberately an emotional song um not every some songs are just to make you dance around and have fun you know right um but this song is about the lyrics is about the emotion and i feel like the first half of the song is, is amazing and sounds so good it's a very raw like production. It doesn't really sounds like a board mix of like, you know, that was done in an afternoon. It's not super lush. It doesn't necessarily need to be, but it's just like, ah, when I think about this song in my head, when it all bursts in, I just imagine this enormous, you know, cinematic moment and it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just this weird thing where it's like, oh man, I wish I, I wish that, that this was my project. I wish this was, a, I wish a band, I wish this band brought me this song to do right now. Right. Like we could do some really cool stuff with it. Um, and maybe this was just the de- right decision to make. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I, I don't want to like. Well, we no. kind of, we kind of like, I started listening to the song after you showed me and this record and. Uh, the Oceana record, uh, were the t- the the EP, the Cleanhead EP. Those two th- two records were the ones I was listening to the most, and probably the most influential for me for Sleeping Sound. So that was kind of like those were the two, and this song in particular was like a huge. But the record as a whole too was a huge influence on me for that record. So, um, and we found out like the lead singer wrote this song for himself and uh 
what originally wasn't even going to go on the record. And then I guess the producer was like, no, that's going on the record. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, like she's a good like, call. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, no, that's the best tune that you have. <laughs> and, uh, and like you said, like, I, I agree. I think like the recording doesn't really do it justice, but that live video on YouTube. So if you're listening, go on it. It's scattered trees, five minutes at Shuba's in Chicago. And, uh, man, is that video like, just uh gut-wrenching and i think that's why i chose it because it, it like i think the whole record kind of was like kind of dedicated to the passing of his dad yeah um and like his kind of like fallout from faith and feeling kind of betrayed um a little bit and i think that kind of i can kind of relate a little bit to that i mean obviously i'm not like doom and gloom about the whole religion thing but i'm, I'm more like I feel you. You know what I mean? Like with my grandma passing, it was, it was like, and a lot of the lyrics are kind of, you know, very, you know, poignant to like what I'm feeling right now. So, um, you don't hear them? You don't hear the lyrics? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes, uh, well, I did have it up. There it is. I'm right here. Five minutes at a time. I'm gone. I can't breathe them in too deep. So take me up to the surface. Take me up to the surface. I won't dream for fear of sleep. Take me up to the surface. Could you see beyond the leaves when it was me who was searching to take you up to the surface? And I was lost, but I was free. Took the pain to remind me. We loved you every time. We loved you every time. I'm right here. Five minutes at a time. I'm gone. I can't relate to what I say because I'm not myself. Uh, I'm right here five minutes at a time. I'm gone. So, <sighs> you know, yeah. you know, yeah. All the feels. Uh, yeah. All the feels. I, this song also rides a nice line of being, um, yeah, evocative and metaphysical and not completely literal all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, which is like at, for us was the songwriting, style we favored we weren't trying to write like super on the nose like lyrics maybe maybe you've never really tried to do that i don't really know yeah sometimes it can be really good as far as like storytelling goes to just say things um like i actually maybe you know in the last five years i've gotten really into more storytelling you know songwriting that is yeah that isn't really vague you know right but um man i i do like this like when this is done right it it's great and this is a cool song and like i said emotionally the song really works i just feel like man the to me in the end those drums should sound huge and the yeah you know there should be this big explosion of of sound and it's it doesn't really happen but maybe that's in the live version it does <laughs> yeah that's and that's part of it is like yeah when you fall in love with that live version and you just and the live energy is there mm-hmm. and you and you understand like oh this is what this is what it the song actually was supposed to sound like then you kind of right that that leads me to that place yeah and i would i would argue that like sound wise at least like production wise there's songs on there that i think sound perfect and then there's songs yeah that the, like, the, the, the stuff that was nailed to me is like i mean a lot of the like clean guitars sound so good they sound super warm yeah. and fat and awesome 
Um, a lot of the vocals sound really nice. They're not super processed or anything. They just sound really good, you know. Acoustic yeah. guitar sounds awesome, especially man, the um that title track has like really cool like timpani and acoustic guitar and it sounds awesome. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. just some rock tunes on this record that don't really um, really yeah they know. just i don't know they're just so they not, fall flat a little bit yeah. yeah they feel a little flat um yeah. but there's it's like the the record is like hanging out between lo-fi and hi-fi like yeah. at moments and like there's moments to me that should feel more explosive and energetic just as far as like the production goes and it doesn't happen and then um and then there's but it's but it's not like it's like because uh, something wasn't recorded well or whatever. It just yeah, it feels like a mix and producer choice to just maybe not make things get, you know, dynamically not jump up to the level that I would imagine that it should be. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I don't want it. Like I said, I don't want to be too critical because I love this record and it yeah. blows my mind. This is 2011. I just was looking at the, year and i was like yeah. oh my goodness dude this yeah. is crazy make so you feel a little crazy. old <laughs> yeah I'm, i mean yeah, i know i'm old but it's yeah. like dang dude 2011 <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean it just it it hit me hard and in, in in a different way you know it, that didn't really like line up with what what like he was going for i guess in the, because of, because of the passing of his dad but now like you know, losing somebody that was really close to me. I can't, I get it. And even though the lyrics are very like kind of vague and open to interpretation, I think I cut, it's like one of those things where I'm like, I feel you, man, you know, um, I feel yeah. you. Yeah. It's like one of those, like, you know, it's the sweetest human in the world and you just fucking, you just took her, you know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of one of those. Things. Well, and there are songs that are more like that. On oh the- yeah. Like, uh, what was it uh that uh i swear to god or whatever in that song please do not destroy us yeah i mean that one yeah that that one's a funny like kind of like um yeah oh, man is it that song was sick too um this is a good record is anyway. it on your side i feel like one of the acoustic songs is like really yeah about that what was um, that one that's like but there's just one way to know the ones who know. You know that, that one? Love and Leave, maybe? Or Where You that Came From? That one is uh, Where You Came From. It's the one I'm thinking. Yeah. Turn around to... Love this whole record. So yeah. good. Super good. underrated record that basically nobody knows. Um, yep. Because essentially to us, this was like a local band. You know And I mean? essentially to us, it was a very like influential band you know super uh, yeah yeah super influential. yeah again just kind of well this was also us transitioning into making i mean yeah this type of music like we were basically coming from playing a more hard rock type music to this which is not that you know and it's right yeah and so this was like a big influence for us um and Gosh, yeah, man. Take it uh, back a little bit. <laughs> we should mention On and On, which is the project they did right after yep. this. Are they still going or no? I think they're on an indefinite hiatus. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but honestly. But when they did On and On, they actually were based out of Minneapolis. 
Right. Because the one dude uh, lived, he lived, he must've lived close to me because we used to, I used to see him all the time at Pat's Tap, which is the bar, like just down the street from me. And we, yep. at one point we talked at length about um, them making their first on and on record, which I really, really like mm-hmm. uh, give in. They have two on and on has uh, two records and they're awesome. And those records are also super influential. Yeah. Um, and Very underrated band. I think that's kind of the whole. Yeah. Point that, and know. I also think as on the production side, they kind of went and said, okay, we're going to like really polish these records and make them very interesting sounding. Cause from then on out, they do not have boring sounding records. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, they almost go in the other direction of like <laughs> having a, cr- a crazy, crazy production on them, which is cool. I really dig that. So that was my pick. Uh, you got one for me? I'm going to pick a Phantom Planet song. Woohoo, man. Yeah. We're going to go to the self-titled Phantom Planet record. Okay. And we're going to go to the song. Uh, hold on. Where is it? We're going to go to the song Big Brat. Okay. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, play. it's a dirty old garage rock song isn't it it's really grimy i kind of yeah love the production on the record yeah yeah for sure i could have picked the you know a a good half dozen of these songs are are equally as cool and kind of filthy and weird and yeah man can't say i've listened to this one that's crazy I figured that would be the case. I was going to be surprised if you had actually heard this song before. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, everybody knows California, but yes, that's yeah. I mean, that would be the obvious. Hey guys, that song slaps. We all know it. Right. Right. It's a good song. You know, it's a great pop song, like two thousands kind of like, yeah, it's just, it's nice. Well, I remember they like toured with incubus and stuff. So I wasn't expecting, excuse me, Jesus. I wasn't expecting like that, you know. Yeah, from a band that toured with Incubus back in the '90s, you know what I mean, or early 2000s. So that's right. Sick. I like it. Yeah, I think Honestly, this record is so so good, man. The um the beginning of the record starts with this just ridiculous drum fill, and yeah. I've used it. I've sampled it and used it in different things. <laughs> you know throughout the years and um gosh man it's just the first yeah the first half of this record is super stacked i mean honestly the whole record is super worth listening to um 
but yeah, this is a record I bought when I was in high school. Um, partially because yeah, Phantom Planet was that song, that song from the OC and I had the first record. I, th- I believe I had the first record. It's weird. The cover is different for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember having the first record, but it wasn't the cover, whatever the cover is that's on Spotify. It ain't that one. Um, yeah. So then this, the second, I believe this is like, well, okay. That's a little misleading. I guess the second record is the one that has the big hit on it. And then this is probably their third record. Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell from Spotify. Spotify kind of makes dating some older catalogs kind of difficult. Um, but yeah, this record has this crazy artwork and I remember having the CD and like going through it and um, it's wacky, man. There's like, there's cool stuff on it, but like, dude, that filthy saxophone. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this song when we were listening to Viagra boys the other week. Yeah. Um, and cause I was like, man, like to me, Phantom Planet was doing some of that, but like mixed with like more pop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sensibilities and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, this is a cool, super cool production, super cool, like sound. His voice has always been super cool, you know? Yeah. He definitely seems like a guy that has a shit ton of swagger, you know? Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. I mean, like I said, like, I think the one, the way I was introduced to them was off of like an old Incubus DVD when I was really into Incubus in the nineties and, uh, they were like touring with them. They were like opening for them. They seemed like goofballs and seemed like a band I could get along with, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I really don't know a lot about the band itself. Like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't, I just, I, I followed kind of along that first um, their first big record with the California song on it. Like I said, I had that record and then I had this record and I liked both those. And I knew that um, what's his name was in the band at some point. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rushmore. What's uh, Jason Sch- uh, Schwartzman. He was in the, he was like the drummer for a time. He was one of the founding members of the band. Yeah. So uh but yeah i mean dang i don't know what else to say about it other than it rips it just comes that in fuzz there base, man is super fuzzy yeah just everything about it is just this grimy garage you know like all the amps turned all the way up and everybody just going for it you know yeah i, I definitely wouldn't have expected this band to like do that so yeah it's, it's really yeah cool that's really cool of them you know yeah i really kind of put them in the same category as like rogue wave and like you know, just surfer Rosa type like stuff or. Oh, no way, know. man, dude. Seriously. Just like queue up any, like just seriously right now, just go queue up that first song and you'll just hear and you should be like, Oh, this is not the band. I thought it yeah, was. exactly. Like it's loud. It's fast. It's just like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's uh, like, it reminds me a lot of the, I definitely think they were influenced by what the strokes are doing. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think they were like trying to take their music from the super pop kind of polished, like California pop thing that they had going on mm-hmm. to like maybe influence a little bit more of the like punk kind of, you know, garage yeah. rock stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea if this was like partly because the producer was just like pushing them to just let it rip. You know, maybe, maybe they had songs like this before that were getting 
produced away from these types of songs? I have no idea. I really don't know like a lot about this band. Um, but I would recommend this record. Yeah, dude. The you artist, got lyrics for me? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'd pull them up. Uh, there's a lot. I don't want to read them all. But <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I never want to read them all. You never want to read any of them. <laughs> I don't really want to. This is like your least favorite segment. <laughs> oh, okay. If I pick a song that has really important lyrics, sure. Then, okay. You know what I mean? Which I like that low song was. I really want. I like. Yeah, that song was was made sense. This song, I'll I'll read some of it. Uh, okay. It was all his fault introduced me to know it all and the cannibal oh well by the time they started showing up i ran the risk of blowing up doesn't that doesn't he say up maybe not i ran the risk of blowing these times these times get tough so if i stay we're going to see who's had enough by the time i needed backing up yeah he was watching cracking up this time this time it's tough well, here I am, and now I think I've had enough. Stand back, right? That's the big refrain. Mm-hmm. Take that and that and that. You're always up to no good. Yeah, you're always up to no good. And he says that. Sounds like your kind of, of a song. Stand back. You're such a big brat. You're always up to no good. Yeah, this is kind of a party song. Like, I don't know that. I, I think there's a couple clever lines in here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there is no escape, only flailing arms and belly aches. When it all started coming down tonight, or did you run and hide? I, yeah, it's just like, it's just kind of like a party. You know, yeah, yeah. They're talking to the big brat. You're always up to no good, you stupid big brat. <laughs> you big brat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe, there's, maybe there's like a meaning here that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's totally possible. It's very like in the realm of like Fire Boy type thing. Where it's just kind of like, it's a song about this husband that's really into bondage. You know, that last last week's episode, I think, or was a couple episodes ago when I did Vagar Boys. Yeah, yeah it's a that's sim- similar thing where it's just chaos and it's just a ripper, man. You just want to rip, grip it and rip it. You know? Yeah, I can't imagine that they that they sat and, and wrote these lyrics for like hours and hours and hours and hours. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think it's more likely they just he just started cracking down some lines and they just started getting together and because the song like one thing that's cool about this record is there's so many like little gang vocal singy parts like that like which you mm-hmm. kind of like you know you got a li- at least a little taste of it with this song so right. yeah to me that that you know when you do stuff like that you're not going to say some profound lyric as like right. a gang like punk rock chant you know what i mean like, right, it's more more. It's closer to the hey ho, let's goes of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey ho, like, let's go. Right. It's it's hey, oh right. Let's that's, go. That's what I'm saying like that's it's meant to. It's not the lyrics aren't aren't like some poetry. I think that that uh, at least that's my take on it. Maybe somebody's gonna be offended and be like, you know what? I love the song and this is why. And that's not for me. Like for me, this song is just like a good time. Sure. You know, uh, it's more about the vocal delivery and the vibe and yeah, how the, how the band puts the song together. So yeah, man, we needed it. You know, I mean, that's what my somber tune. We needed one. I know. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna pick a song. that's like kind of a good Crank time. It. And yeah, dude, this is dude. This song should not be played quietly. 
crank it up. No, no, no. I imagine this is like something that I'd like to hear again, like at a bar fight or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> at a bar fight or your weekly bar fight that you go yeah, to? Yeah, <laughs> literally like somebody, you know, that classic, like somebody hits the jukebox and something th- starts playing. This is like that one. that I wanna... <laughs> Are you saying this is fighting music? <laughs> it's fighting music, dude. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's like the entire genre of fight metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a whole feature on our favorite fight metal bands. Yeah, yeah. Some people would say like Motley Crue or something like that. I was like, it's Bush League, you know. It's Bush League. <laughs> you need songs for the big ballers that's gonna like crack some skulls, you know. Dude, I'm all about fight metal, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is like a punk rock version of that, you know. Well, well I mean, I'm glad it slaps, right? We got, yeah, of course. Got, of yeah, course. We got slap. I love, I love the production. I love the fuzz bass riff and, mm-hmm. and you know, it just kind of keeps you moving and keeps you going. Um, yeah, definitely slaps. I'll say Heck that yeah, one dude. for sure. Slaps. I think we got two bona fide slappers again. Certified episode. slappers in the house. What? Certified slapper. Nate seal of approval. Uh, dude, well, and you. We're and both sealing it. Ryan and Nate seal of approval. Well, nobody cares about me. Everybody wants your face going. What <laughs> that slaps? What? <laughs> Who wants? In that? that like in the like weird proverbial like thing that we made up where it's like if we ever had like it some crazy slaps. radio show, it just like goes on the screen oh, okay. with like your cartoon face just all right. thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Or cool. the rock horns in our case. It slaps. <laughs> slaps. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we're Sultans of Slap. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And also, rest in peace, Diane Dean. No doubt. R.I.P. myself on night.